From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. It's me, Mike, uh, flying solo here on this Sunday evening. Happy uh, Father's Day weekend to all the dads listening. Uh, get to why I'm solo here in just a few moments. Uh, uh, before I start, though, God, it's the third time I've done it this year. But uh, an RIP to the legendary comic book artist Tim Sale. Uh, he passed away this weekend at the age of 66. He did some par- uh, a lot of projects with Jeff Loeb, who is a comic book writer. Uh, some Marvel stuff, some DC stuff. I think most notably known for doing Batman The Long Halloween, which was like a, a month-long storyline. Or not a month-long, a year-long storyline dealing with a serial co- killer called Holiday. Involved uh, the early days of uh, Batman's relationship with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, great artist. Sucks that I have to say it again that we have an, another great talent uh, no longer with us in the comic book realm. But if you get a chance, check out Long Halloween. And uh, he did do a Superman story. Superman for all seasons. Kind of has a Norman Rockwell look to it. But uh, pretty cool to have both those stories Check it out if you can. Um, but yeah, Father's Day weekend uh, by myself because uh, the guest host that I had li- wanted to line up, uh, he and his household dealing uh, with the same stuff we dealt with like a couple weeks back. Not COVID, not monkeypox, but just like this uh, summer crud flu type thing that leaves you hacking uh, for a little bit. I, I, I think this is like the first day in about two or three weeks where I'm not coughing. It was kind of weird. Usually don't get very sick, but uh, hopefully, uh, Smitty, if you hear this, hope you do get better. Hope your family gets better, and hell, let's line it up sometime. I'll try to. I'll try to get to you earlier. Uh, wife usually steps in. She is downstairs right now. We're dealing with a, an issue involving the lawnmower. A couple weeks back, I was mowing, and I think anybody that's ever had a push mower or any mower has hit something while mowing. That just happens, man. You don't see everything in the yard. You hit a root, you hit a rock, whatever. That happened to me a couple weekends back, mowing the backyard here. Thought nothing of it. Mower still worked. Got the yard done. No problem. Uh, Go over and mow the mother-in-law's yard because that's kind of the agreement. Both uh, me and the wife work. Need somebody to watch the kids. She does it. Halfway through the backyard, her backyard, I start to hear a little rattle. And then all of a sudden, I look down. Lawnmower blade right by my feet. And what had happened... As I discovered yesterday as we were trying to take this thing apart, the bolts in uh, the rotating mechanism snapped off. So it's wedged in there, and we're trying uh, to hammer away at it right now. Uh, She's doing a lot of the legwork because she gets obsessed about that stuff. Uh, We do have a power drill (laughs) charging right now as we're trying to figure out uh, amateur lawn mower maintenance here. Hopefully this is not an expensive repair, but you never know. Other than that, Father's Day weekend, pretty cool. Uh, spent it with the family, obviously. I came home Friday night. Uh, my wife and kids left me uh, a couple slices of sugar cream pie, uh, decaf, decaf coffee brewing because, well, hell, it was damn near midnight when I got home, and a nice Father's Day card, which I just loved the hell out of. And I just spent the weekend with the family, you know, grilling out, uh, you know, watching the kids jump around the bouncy house, enjoying warm coffee in the morning, cold beer at night. It's, it's the stuff that any dad enjoys. It, it, I, to me, Father's Day weekend is important uh, because you have to honor the dude that's getting things done or at least tries to get things done. 
if you're a dad who gives a damn, that's half the battle. I mean, when you're trying to get stuff done and provide for your family, uh, hats off to you tremendously. Uh, I know not everybody had a great dad growing up, but I know some guys that uh, have strained relationships, if any sort of relationship, with their father. Uh, but they strove to become pretty decent dads in their own right. And they, 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 like I said, they're getting stuff done. So again, happy Father's Day to all the dads, including my dad, who I talked to uh, quite a bit earlier today. All right, so uh, some stuff happening in the news. Uh, kind of a big blockbuster weekend for uh, the summer as we're kind of returning back to normal or whatever the hell. And um, some movies playing out there right now, including uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, whatever the hell it is. Um, I got to rant about that. Uh, the Top Gun sequel, which uh, everybody that has seen it loves. I, I have yet to get out and see it, and I kind of want to. And then there's the uh, Buzz Lightyear origin story, which dropped this weekend, and everybody made a big deal about the uh, the lesbian kiss. Uh, you know, some people say love is love. Other people are saying that it's child grooming. And I say it really doesn't matter at this point. Uh, but, look, if you're in a movie and you're out promoting the movie, you have to be a tremendous salesman or woman or whatever. You have to sell why this movie's cool. You have to be a bit diplomatic. And I think that's part of the problem why Lightyear fizzled. They were expecting this thing to drop like $80 million opening weekend, which in itself is a lowball estimate because I think the, the last Toy Story movie, it, uh, Toy Story 4, which got mixed reviews, I think it got like $125 million in its opening weekend. Yeah, I mean, and that's still, that's still pretty good considering that that's probably the, uh, the lesser of the Toy Story movies. They were saying $80 million for uh, this non-Toy Story Toy Story movie, which is about the movie of Buzz Lightyear, which inspired the Buzz Lightyear action figure voiced by Tim Allen, Chris Evans voicing it. So this is basically uh, a serious take on what I consider to be kind of a satire of that uh, of that Captain Kirk, Han Solo, bravado, macho, spaceman stuff, right? So... You know that was it was kind of a satirical character in Toy Story that you know we, we come to grow and love and he grows and you know him and Woody have a tremendous friendship and all that. Um, so they're doing a serious take on a satirical character that itself problematic and then everybody's making a big deal about the uh, the lesbian kiss which I guess is only in the movie for like uh, a fingernails length of time if that uh, and I think it's like a lesbian kiss and of course we all gripe about crap on the internet and. You gotta keep in mind, you're opening against the second weekend of Jurassic Park. You already got low expectations about this movie. You also got Top Guns, uh, the Top Guns sequel in theaters, which people, like I said, love. So you gotta be diplomatic about it. And Chris Evans, you know, you would think being part of the Marvel franchise uh, would have learned a couple things. And they asked him about the lesbian kiss being reinstated in the movie. And uh, how, uh, you know, some of these countries are banning it and how some people here stateside are criticizing it. And he said something to the effect that it really doesn't matter because uh, th those uh, those hateful people will die out like the dinosaurs. And I don't think that played very well because I think uh, overall, as I'm looking at the numbers right here, $51 million opening weekend. Yikes. And look, it's already kind of a controversial thing. 
And I don't think that kind of comment plays very well to middle America. Not because I think everybody just hates gay people or the fact that, uh, you know, everyone's a Klansman. I'm just saying that some people do this really weird thing every Sunday morning. They go to church. And some churches are a little more accepting of that lifestyle. Others are not, right? Um, so you have that. And, of course, you have people that will see it regardless, which is fine. And you have people sitting on the fence going, I don't know, I'm a little apprehensive about it. You have to kind of lure them in. And I think what Chris Evans should have done, my two cents, is just kind of go, hey, look, man, I know it's a controversial thing, but come see this movie. It's got a great story. You'll love it. Action and all that stuff. He shouldn't have said anything about the, the dinosaur line. And I think that might have rubbed some people the wrong way, and that might have contributed to that. And when you say die out like the dinosaurs and you're going up against uh one of the jurassic park movies it kind of plants that seed well i'll go see the dinosaur movie instead that's kind of my theory so jurassic park of uh, uh, six uh dominion uh, domination uh electric bugaloo uh is still dominating the box office uh, Lightyear comes in second top gun I think this is what it's third or fourth week in the the uh, theaters like it it garnered like 43 million dollars and you know this i want to use this as an example of different outlooks in life because tom cruise as you may know maybe you're aware of it is a scientologist and people are a little leery of scientology because it kind of has a weird thing to it and you might recall back in the day when uh, tom cruise uh, was jumping up and down on the Oprah couch talking about how much he loved Katie Holmes. And we all know that's a, a, a charade. And there's been some rumblings about Tom Cruise's personal life. And that's I'm going to leave it at that. So Scientology's kind of a sticky thing. But the thing about Tom Cruise and how he's a little different from Chris Evans is the dude knows how to sell a movie. And he wants to get stuff done. And one of the things that was uh, very, very uh, cool, I guess, about this new Top Gun movie is they actually had stunts. They actually had planes in the air. It wasn't CGI out the ass. And Tom Cruise wanted to make a good action movie and wanted it to do very well. And it's doing very well. Tom Cruise is a better salesman than Chris Evans. You don't tell people, hey, like this movie or you suck. That's not how you do it. And Tom Cruise is reaping the uh, the whirlwind here with that. And dinosaurs, well, they, they are dead, so they really don't have many political stances. By the way, uh, kind of a side rant about Jurassic Park and all the sequels. Because I watched uh, the original yesterday, and it's still a great movie. But it's kind of this thing like, just because it's scientific doesn't mean it's moral. So just because you can do it, maybe you shouldn't do it. You know, the whole thing about doing cloning techniques before the amusement park opens and it fails and yet then you have jurassic world 20 odd years later hey we're going to do it anyway and uh, guess what it failed and more people got eaten i don't know it just it seems like nobody learned their lesson from jurassic park <laughs> it's very hard to get me into movie theaters anymore i mean i did like doctor strange too i am a marvel guy and i will see the new thor movie i'm just hoping I'm just hoping it's a good movie and no one says anything that badmouths anybody else. So we'll see what happens. Speaking of badmouthing, um, you know, I'm a big free speech guy. Um, but uh, Elon Musk, you know, he wants to take over Twitter. That's kind of uh, stalled out at the moment. We'll figure out what's going on with all of that one day. You know, he, he shoots from the hip. He's a very eccentric billionaire, to say the least. 
And I guess that's a concern for some employees at SpaceX, which is uh, that company he's in charge of that's trying to get to Mars. And I, I, Elon Musk, to me, is kind of a weird guy in that there are things he does and that I like, and there are things that he does that I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of the electric cars, but going to space is pretty cool. And if he's a free speech guy for Twitter, if he takes it over successfully and all that fun stuff, hey, that's fine. I'm cool with it. Uh, but apparently, uh, apparently, some of these people at SpaceX find it to be a distraction, him on Twitter. And how do we know this? Because they wrote a very angry, sad letter saying that they were distracted by the stuff that he was doing on Twitter. And basically, this letter was going around the company. It was very public that they were getting employees to sign off saying that they disapprove of Elon Musk. You know, his tweets are a distraction. It's a menace, blah, blah, blah. And they sent it up to these executives. And uh, would you be shocked to find out that uh, that they got fired for it? Bad-mouthing the boss, boss publicly. And, and people... Yeah, I know. It's weird. And people are trying to call him like um, uh, <laughs> a hypocrite for doing this. Look, I don't give a crap if he fired these people. As long as he didn't fire them over tweets that happened 10 years ago or because they have an opposing political stance or social stance. Because it's okay to disagree. But when you're saying, hey, look, the boss man's wrong, do something, our feelings are hurt or something, yeah, that, that might be grounds for dismissal. You know? That's not hypocritical. Every company do, does that. There's a reason why I don't badmouth my bosses. Well, aside from the fact that I think my bosses are pretty good. You know, they're not jerks. I've worked for jerks. Uh, hi, Jenny. Uh, Jenny, <laughs> she's in the studio right now. She she dropped the boy you call off. Call me Big Nasty. Hi, Big Nasty. She doesn't badmouth her boss. She likes her boss. But oh, I love my boss. She loves her boss. But the thing is, you know, you can't do this stuff. And this was basically a coup because the employees wanted to be the inmates running the asylum. And I'm sorry, if you got a problem with the boss man... Take it up privately with HR or start working on your resume again and find another place. Of course he's going to fire you if you badmouth him. Because then, if you sit down and have this powwow, the media is going to go, well, he looks weak in this. It's, it's a situation in which he can't win unless, of course, he does fire them. Now, one thing, I think I want to amend this a little bit here. Because you shouldn't badmouth your boss... 99.999% of the time, okay? Just not good. But there's always an exception to the rule. That's right, Logan. There's always an exception to the rule, and it would be this um, this team-building exercise that happened out in, uh, was it, Switzerland, this company. I think they were like a PR firm or something. Basically, they decided to do a team-building exercise where they were barefoot and would walk on hot coals. Now, from my understanding of the that type of thing, uh, the coals you have to use stay coolish on top so you don't burn your feet. It's kind of an, uh, an optical illusion, and it's been done before. The coals they used were not, and some of these guys and gals had to go to the hospital because they had blisters. And, some, and I posted this on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And uh, somebody said, yeah, this reminds me of this episode of The the Office with, uh, you know, Steve Carell's Michael Scott. And I'm thinking, okay, if you're getting your ideas for team-building exercises from that show, which lampoons bad bosses? <laughs> yeah, 
you start to badmouth that boss that came up with that idea. Team, bu team building exercises in office parties are kind of some things that you really don't need, to be honest. I mean, when was the last time you said to yourself, man, I'm really enjoying this office Christmas party? Um, I will say this, though. Uh, we did have a team building exercise at the old place uh, uh, with Mr. Toludo and uh, the old uh, on-air staff there. And it was zip lining. And I think this was just outside of Huntington, which is just south of here in Fort Wayne. And uh, I've never ziplined before. It was it was fun. I liked it. Uh, but <laughs> it was kind of funny because uh, they have like this little uh, this area where they train you to do uh, to do it. The thing is, is you can't be on the line at the same time with somebody else. And I think I just just gotten done, and I kind of sat back as uh, Gasman was on the other end of the line trying to get set, uh, set up. And uh, I think the harness, oh, the harness uh, actually racked him in the the no no area. So yeah, that was very interesting. So. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can read all about that in the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Um, I, I'll, I'll say this also. Uh, Amber Heard needs to stop. She really does. I guess, um, and, I, and I'm going to get on a little rant here about media and disinformation, kind of going back to the whole Twitter thing. I don't mind disinformation on Twitter so long as I am the person that determines what to believe and not to believe. It shouldn't be up to some entity that goes, oh, well, this is right and this is wrong. And I say this not because I want to believe every YouTube video that's out there. I say that because I look at the media and I go, they're still at it. The Amber Heard Johnny Depp defamation trial is key to this. Okay. She basically got caught in a lie. Her op-ed was proven to be false. She was she admitted to fabricating a few things and it came off looking bad. But the media during the trial would say, well, Facebook and Twitter, uh, people using that have a negative view of Amber Heard, but the experts say that this trial's not over and it's still hers to lose. She lost it. She lost it big. No one was buying this story. In fact, women, a lot of women, I noticed on social media, doesn't matter if they're conservative, they're liberal, black, white, Hispanic, doesn't matter if they're gay or straight, a lot of women did not believe Amber Heard because nobody likes being lied to. And yet this past week, the NBC Today show is interviewing her. And she's talking about how much she still loves Johnny Depp and how she has binders full of evidence and notes of abuse going back to 2010, 2011. You know, notes that she did not submit as evidence during the trial. And uh, I guess Savannah Guthrie's just kind of nodding along going, okay, okay, okay. They're still selling this. They're still selling this as Amber Heard is the victim. Well, look. I'm not a big Johnny Depp fan. I mean, his work, yes, but a dude that spends money faster than he gets it, drinks $30,000 wine, buys islands for some odd reason, and you know passes out with ice cream all over his pants, probably not the ideal husband for a gal. I get that. Um, but she got caught in a lie. And they're still pushing this. She's, they're still pushing that she's the victim. And I'm just saying to myself, watching this stuff, okay, if they're willing to still push this narrative on Amber Heard, and this is a social commentary, you can live without knowing anything else about Johnny Depp or Amber Heard for the rest of your life. But this is a prime example of why I'm a little more distrustful of the media than social media. 
if they're pushing that narrative still, after being caught in that narrative still, what else are they lying about? And I'm thinking quite a bit. So uh, that's why I do not like being censored on social media. I don't be, like being flagged for Britney Spears as the first flight attendant memes like I have been. Because I think a lot of people with a brain cell, uh, no matter what their uh, opinions are on religion or sex or politics are, I think they get that that's a joke. I uh, just kind of like how Amber Heard's a joke. By, by, by the way, uh, if I was the PR person for Amber Heard, what I would tell her to do is stop doing interviews... Go away for a month or two. Just go out to the desert, go out to the beach, meditate, whatever. Come back, start doing small rules, start getting yourself back into it, and let it go. Because if you keep obsessing about it, people are going to think, well, this, this woman's going to be on Celebrity Big Brother next year. That's what's going to happen. That's my two cents. It's pretty dumb. Uh, you know what else is dumb is making a quick buck. Now... This day and age, yeah, having a little more money. Everybody could use a little more money because gas is expensive. You know, the cost of food's going up. Gas is expensive. The cost of toiletries is going up. I heard that gas is expensive. I mean, things just cost money. But how would you like to make $2,000 the dumb way? In North Carolina, for those who are in... Subscribe to this podcast. What's that? Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast because I need the money. Uh, in North Carolina, there is an extermination company that uh, wants to do some testing. Right? They want to make. They want to find out how to get rid of roaches because roaches have been around uh, forever. Then they'll probably be around forever when we kick the big green bucket. But this company wants to pay you two thousand dollars if you'll let them. Put a couple hundred cockroaches in their your house, and I know what you're saying to yourself. Well, two thousand dollars, I would be a millionaire. Well, again, think about how hard it is to kill roaches, and even if it was ninety nine point nine 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 percent successful, one gets loose, still lays eggs, you're screwed. And you're talking about a, a, a thing that you are on the hook for for about anywhere from twenty five to thirty years that you're sinking easily six figures into. Children? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they don't make things any more cheaper. Uh, but, yeah, your house, you're doing all this stuff. You need to make a house payment. So what do you do? You devalue your home by letting bugs in. If you are at this point in uh, home ownership where you say, yeah, this sounds like a good idea, you shouldn't even be renting a tool shed. You shouldn't be even renting storage space. You know, you shouldn't even be doing anything. This is a horrible, horrible idea. I don't know why anybody would do this. Uh, but that, too, is linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. And uh, be sure to give that a gander. Now, I, I'm going to wrap things up finally with death because, yes, Logan, death will happen to all of us. Yes, Chris Evans, in a way, you're kind of right. Uh, but uh, this is a, kind of a controversy out of Iowa, uh, and I know uh, anything that happens in Iowa would be controversial, but uh, the, this family uh, buried a man uh, recently, and they unveiled his tombstone, and um, I'm going to read the, the lines, line by line, to you, so you know what this tombstone really says. Uh, the first line is, forever in our hearts, that doesn't sound bad, by the way, uh, forever starting with an F. Next line. Until we meet again, okay, starts with a U, 
cherished memories, all starts with a C, known as, known starts with a K, uh, our son, brother, O, father, papa, uncle, F, friend and cousin, F, bleep off. It reads down the middle, and some people love it. Other oh, sticks in the mud. Uh, mostly the caretaking staff of the cemetery, not so much. So it's uh, resulted in a big fracas about this guy's tombstone. And look, if they have a problem with it, all they have to do is read the tombstone. I mean, you would have to really look for this to notice. Um, and I kind of wanted to ask, uh, uh, Jenny's dad passed away, um, damn, about five or six, seven years ago. And he is buried in a cemetery in Shelbyville, Indiana. Big car guy. And on the back of it, they have his old, uh, his uh, old uh, Chevy, uh, you know, black racer etched on it. Like her mom had that etched on his tombstone, and it stands out. People stop and look at this thing. It is uh, quite, it's quite the monument. It's it's a it's a humble monument, but it's also a very nice one, and it stands out, and people notice it. Notice it. Looks great. Uh, doesn't have anything as classy as uh, what is written on this man's tombstone. But, you know, as somebody in his early uh, 40s, uh, maybe I just have to start thinking about these sort of things. And if I could work in a dirty limerick on, uh, on my tombstone. I don't know. Maybe I'll get cremated. And uh, they throw me into somebody's face. I don't know. Uh, but I hope uh, all you dads out there did have a great Father's Day. Uh, and uh, hopefully next week... No broken lawnmowers. Uh, either my wife does this with me or we have a co-host. We'll find out. Until next week, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at Facebook.com backslash M Davidson Live. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.